You're listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is to be the best mom ever and most importantly, stay same while you do it. Today, this is going to be an episode that is definitely going to be beneficial for moms-to-be. So if you are mom-to-be, maybe you're pregnant right now, maybe you're about to go um, and have a baby. I know that I have a couple listeners uh, that I've had some conversations with, and they are right at their due dates. So I really am, you know, wanted to put this episode together today, especially for you guys, because those days, oh my goodness, it's something that you never forget. It's a very special time and you want to be prepared when you go into um, your labor and delivery as best you can, especially when it is your first time. So today I actually have a professional NICU nurse who is going to be giving us some really good information on how we can actually prepare to do that. And her name is Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being on today. So in today's episode, we're going to talk in detail on how to prepare for your labor and delivery day. And Emily's going to share with us three things um, I'm holding up six fingers for all of you guys who can't see uh, three things that we can all do to prepare for labor and delivery. And disclaimer, guys, I know some um, women that listen to the podcast, you might not be a mom yet, but this is still good information to have for a couple of reasons. Number one, you might be in that situation one day. And number two, even if you know, having children isn't a path for you. The tips that Emily is going to go over will help you be a good support. You may have a sister who's going to have a baby or a friend and knowing this information is going to help you be a good uh, source of support for them. And that's really what it's all about. So, all right, Emily. So you have three tips that I can't wait to hear. I'll let you go ahead and go into those. Yeah. So my first tip is to make sure that you take a childbirth class with you and your support person. And I recommend to take a childbirth class that's a local because right now with COVID-19, a lot of things have changed inside the hospitals, how many people they allow in the room with you. Mm -hmm. And just to have you and that primary support person prepared and ready for what's going to happen, that will also allow you to create a birth plan. And I also want families to know that like your birth plan doesn't always go how you hope it would be and that that's okay that's especially being a NICU nurse in me because what we see is their birth plan not going as mom wants and we're there to support them through that because it's a very an emotional process whether it does go as you want or it doesn't go as you want and it also gives dad some tools or your partner some tools on how to help you during labor because it is super hard and so just knowing what to expect and coming up with a birth plan to be educated will really help um, you just feel better prepared and better going into that big day. I also, though, just being a NICU nurse, I always like families to know, though, it does not always go as expected. It's pretty common for things to change up a little because the most important thing is your health and that baby's health. So just know that it's okay if your birth plan does not go as planned. Maybe you were going to do a natural um, vaginal birth and you ended up getting an epidural. That is totally okay. Every birth is different. Every 
how we'll experience the pain during that process is also different. So you, or sometimes we might have to end up getting a C-section, but just know that you still grew that tiny little human inside of you and gave birth, whether vaginally or C-section or medicated or non-medicated, like you are a rock star and it does not matter how you brought them into this world. All that matters is your health and that sweet baby's health. I agree 100%. You said so many things in there that were so key and, you know, things that I experienced myself, you know, I had a birth plan. I went into it thinking, hey, I'm going to just have my baby naturally. I didn't want an epidural and all that, but that changed, you know, I decided "Hmm, that epidural might not be such a bad idea after all. And then by the end of my labor, I ended up the epidural wore off, I like maxed out and I ended up having a natural anyway. So that just goes to show you that you just never know what's going to happen kind of like expect the unexpected type of attitude really works good for mom. And then too, um, with the birthing classes, the birthing classes really help you to get into the idea of what to expect and they'll help you kind of figure out what's the best birth plan for you and everything. So definitely doing that. Um, I definitely recommend, you know, having some um, things written down beforehand, you know, about what type of care that you want, things that you want to have, things you don't want to have, have all that clearly spelled out because I know the nurses really do appreciate that, right? Yes, just knowing and going over with your nurse what your goals are and just getting to, they're amazing. Like all the LND nurses are absolutely amazing and they're going to be a great support person for you as well, especially during COVID because it can feel more alone, um, especially if you're not able to have maybe you wanted your mom or your aunt or your sister in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Those nurses are the sweetest and they're going to be there to help support you throughout the whole process too. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, I still remember all of my labor and delivery nurses for both of my little ones. And I feel like when a woman has a baby and you're with labor and delivery nurses, that is when for the first time, I feel like for me, I felt, I felt, excuse me, the strength of womanhood, like the strength of women coming together to actually help each other. I mean, The women there, the labor and delivery nurses, they're helping you, you know, change yourself and, you know, the baby's coming out and there's blood coming out and they're helping with all of this stuff and they do it like it's no problem at all. And they're so loving and encouraging. So that was the first time I really saw what women can actually achieve together, you know, and and just that beautiful interaction that we can have. So that was something just great for me. So. That's so special. Yeah, it it really, really is. I was like, wow, you know, this is just amazing. Um, But yeah, so let's move it along to your tip number two. And I do also want to give a shout out to all the moms out there that didn't technically give birth. So whether you adopted or surrogacy or foster care, like just know that you are amazing. And all that matters is that you love that child more than anyone else. So I just want to give a special shout out to all moms out there, no matter whether you gave birth or not to that child. I believe it. I believe I love it. I love it. Absolutely true. Yes. So for the second tip, it is about breastfeeding. So that does not come as natural as what we see like on TV or movies. It's actually quite tricky. So I recommend um, getting to know like in your local area, there's awesome lactation consultants. There's a lot of places that even have classes, whether virtual um, right now mainly, but also some do take insurance. So knowing those lactation consultants and getting their numbers and finding out who will take your insurance 
now before you have the baby is really important because once we have that baby, we're exhausted, we're overwhelming, you do not have time to be researching lactation consultants. So if you're having questions or trouble, because I mean, I think almost like 95% of women need, you know, need help with breastfeeding to just reach out and don't be afraid to ask for help. And one of my dear friends, Kate, um, she's from Bumble Baby. She's a NICU nurse. And she just says breastfeeding also doesn't have to be all or nothing. Like formula yeah. can extend your breastfeeding journey. It's okay if your baby ends up getting a bottle or ends up getting formula. Like fed is best. And mom's emotional and physical health um, is so important. You have to take care of yourself because that's taking care of your family. A happy, rested mom makes for like a happy and healthy baby. So don't have any guilt in whatever feeding option that you choose because there's a lot of feeding options. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Some moms, you know, breastfeed, bottle feed, just exclusively breastfeed, exclusively pop, um, pump and bottle feed. There are just so many options. So a combination of any option that works best for your family is what is what's that's, that's all that matters. So don't have any guilt or compare your journey to other people's journey. I could not agree with you more. I mean, you know, we all, I feel like every mom wants to breastfeed like straight away. Like when you envision being a mom, you're like, oh, I'm going to have a baby and then I'm going to breastfeed at the end. But it is very tricky in the beginning. Number one, you know, your body has just gone through so much. Like when I um, was in the hospital, I was able to breastfeed a bit. But then what started to happen was because of other distresses I experienced, my blood pressure started spiking every time I would go to breastfeed. So I had to take a break for my own physical health because it was just putting too much pressure on my heart. And I'm someone who never even had any issues with my heart or my blood pressure. So you just have to kind of understand anything is possible and you just have to be open-minded because number one is you want that baby to keep consistently gaining weight. And, you know, the food is food. You know, they're going to probably, most formulas are what, dairy-based and they're probably going to have dairy as they grow up, right? So it's not anything, you know, severely different with the formula. So I would just encourage you guys, you know, if you're able to, you know, do the breastfeeding straight away and don't have any issues, great. But if you do experience it, know that most women do and just meet the challenge as best as you can for sure. Yes. Yeah. And don't have guilt for whatever you choose. (laughs) That's so true. And you definitely, I know I definitely felt that I was so disappointed. Like, why can I do this? Like, this should just be so easy, you know, but you know, it's, It's just one of those things. Um, Yeah. So um, you have another tip for us. Yes. So the third tip is to choose a few people that you trust that you're like minded with and have a few resources also to turn to like after you have the baby, because right now we're so focused on like labor and delivery day that we forget like, well, what am I going to do once the baby is home with me? Um, And you don't have to take newborn classes. So, um, so a lot of people you get home, you're like, I don't know what to do with this little baby that I have to care for 24 seven. And it's exhausting and it's overwhelming. So like um, making sure you turn to dad, like they they want to help, but sometimes they just need some guidance on, you know, how to help you like to please clean my pump parts or I need some snacks and waters or will you go pick up some food for us, please. Um, and also going to a couple of people close friends that you trust that you can turn to some maybe other moms that you are friends with that can be like oh I've been there like it's gonna get better and just encourage you um through that and then also I love having um so I'm a mom's on call consultant and a NICU nurse but 
before I was a consultant, I thought I was like, oh, I have this. I'm a NICU nurse. I'm a baby nurse. I know how to take care of a newborn. And no, like once you're bringing <laughs> home and you're taking care of that baby all the time, it is um, totally different. Like, yes, I, I can do basic baby care. But once I had that baby, it was really exhausting. I had no idea when she should be eating and sleeping and how all that goes. So I t- found Moms on Call when my daughter was six weeks old and it simplified parenting a newborn and it it was from a trusted source. There are two right. pediatric nurses for over 20 years. They're moms. They have eight kids between them and their books and their online sources were just there. They want to be, they're just full of, um, they're just amazing and just give you practical tips and simple. And they're also good if you have more than one kid, because a lot of resources don't take into account if you have a baby and toddler. So they also have True. a nap time where both kids can nap each time afternoon. Oh, that is so important. You said so much because you touched on a couple of things. So one, okay, is the fact that, you know, if you do have another baby already at home, don't forget, especially now with COVID, they are really strict. Like no one else is going to be able to come in there. So you're going to have to arrange care for your other baby. Who's going to watch your other baby at home? So again, calling on those family members, those close friends that can really be there and support. That's something, you know, my second, I had like just a little before COVID, you know, so thankfully I, I didn't have to go, um, through that, but you know, that was still a step that I had to take because I didn't have anybody. So I really had to make some arrangements, my husband and I, to make sure there was someone there with the other baby. And then the other thing that you said that is very important is realizing the vision of what your life is going to look like when you bring the baby home. Like I have vague, uh, vague, maybe it's vague now, like all this, <laughs> so much has happened in the past uh, couple years. But um, what I meant to say is I have distinct memories of bringing my first baby home. Like I had this little carry and I'm like, man, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have a little baby and, you know, I'm going to sit her in this little carrier. This is going to be great. And then you know, I had one of those more traumatic first birth experience. The first one knocks you on your booty, ladies. Okay. It's like, oh God, (laughs) like what in the world? So by the time I got home, I was so just feeling not well and just so out of it with the whole thing. I put her in the little carrier that I've been looking forward to this whole time. And I just began to cry. I just literally had like almost like a panic attack, you know? And I was just like, oh my goodness, like, this is my kid. Like, you know, I, I'm a mom now. Like, what in the world? There's a baby in my house, <laughs> you know? So it was just one of those things that it was very um, taxing a little bit um, mentally just to wrap my head around this new concept. And then the other thing too you want to do, ladies, is make sure that you actually put away some food for yourself for when you get home. So I highly recommend before you go into the hospital, doing some meal prepping, maybe having some of those close friends or family members just be like, hey, could you like make me a meal and you know, I'll put it in the freezer and then you could just bring it out when it's ready. If you're filling up to it, you can go ahead and meal prep you know, yourself um, and freeze some things that way as you're going, because you want to make sure you're getting some good nutrients in because that is going to affect your healing. And it's also going to affect your breast milk supply. And that is why a lot of women have a lot of issues in that first initial um, getting the breast milk to come in is you're just so physically drained and dehydrated a lot of the times too. So drinking plenty of water, of course, that you just 
you know, your body just can't. So making sure you have plenty of food, plenty of water available the minute you come home from the hospital is definitely going to set you up for success with your labor and your postpartum right when you come home. So I would definitely recommend that. All right, ladies. So right now we are on Emily's website and I really, really, really encourage you guys to connect with Emily on her website. As she mentioned, um, not only does she have her personal suite of services that she offers, but she does also um, work with mothers on call or moms on call, excuse me. Um, And there's a lot to be said about moms on call. So could you tell me a little bit more about moms on call? Yeah. So Moms on Call, they have three books. So it is zero to six months, six to 15 months, and then the toddler book. So the toddler book is the one that has like a cheat sheet in it for bringing home a baby with a toddler, also schedules, like, because how do you, you know, put a baby and toddler to bed at the same time? Um, They also go, I mean, they just go over like everything that you need to know. Like they go over in their baby books, they have a common illness section. They go over basic baby care, feeding, sleeping, routines based on the baby's age, because, you know, they change so much that first year. And then the toddler's um, book, I could not have survived without it. It is truly amazing. So it has more cheat sheets that go over whining, tantrums, the no stage, potty training, um, everything that you're going to struggle with at one time or another with your toddler. um, They go over exactly what to say, what to do. And they also have an amazing Moms on Call Toddler by Design app. So I highly recommend downloading that. You can take a quiz for your child once they're 12 months of age and older and it tells you you their top two designs because all of our kids are wired differently and just yes. knowing how they're you know how their design will really help you communicate them and help with all those things like feeding and sleeping and tantrums when you know like oh this is how they experience the world around them this is what's going on in that cute little head when they're still learning to communicate yes um so i, lo- I love their toddler by design app Wow, that's really awesome. And then with Moms on Call too, right, you're able to actually um, reach out to them and do like virtual uh, um, conference calls with them and they offer support that way, right? So it doesn't matter where you're located, right? It doesn't matter where you're located. They're actually, I mean, even I, like I've had, I did a um, a virtual consult for a family in Peru um, last week. So they have consultants all over the U.S. There's, I think there are about 20, 25 consultants. And so if there's not one in your area, then we do, we offer virtual consults, whether you were in the area or not. Because some people don't, you know, don't feel comfortable, you know, with us going into the homes, and that's we totally understand. So we want to, we offer multiple options because what you, the, your family needs is different. So we have email support packages, we have virtual packages, and then we also have in-home packages. Um, so it's just based on what your family needs, and whether you're in the same city or not, you can definitely get con- um, connected with a consultant. And we're all nurses too, so that definitely sets us apart as well. Oh, that is invaluable it's invaluable yeah so you have to be a nurse and a mom to be a consultant for them which is awesome that is incredible and I have to say guys I wish that I knew about moms on call when I had my first because I really we needed some help mom was giving it her all daddy was giving it his all but we were just so (laughs) exhausted and fortunately though I have a lot of friends that are nurses um that are particularly um 
uh, L&D nurses. And so one did, you know, they, she, they had like a smaller group that they did something similar, but nothing as extensive as this. But I've had a similar experience to what moms on call would be. And I can tell you, it was so helpful. Like it was so helpful. You know, she helped with like lactation, um, you know, sleep, how to sleep train the baby, how to, you know, all those new things that you need to know, how to kind of pace yourself. And so I just can imagine that this with such a large collection of nurses and, you know, all of these requirements that you guys have, this is just invaluable stuff, guys. I really recommend that you guys take a look at the Moms On Call website. You can, um, you know, speak with Emily directly, and then she can also recommend, like, the best type of consultation for you. But yeah, I mean, she really, this is really, really good stuff. It is amazing. I'm so glad I found them because it just really just is simple and to the point and just helps you understand babies and toddlers so much better. Yeah, it's like, like you said, it's a cheat sheet for your, yeah, and that's what you need. You just need like the cliff notes, man. Like, yeah. how do I figure this out right now? Um, yeah, because yeah, their moms are like, we know you do not have time to read 20 pages on a runny nose, like, or how to get your baby to sleep. We're just going to do simple to the point. You can read it even when you're exhausted and understand, you know, what's happening. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. That is so awesome. Um, okay, guys, so I just want to again, just, you know, going back onto Emily's website, you know, there's lots of ways that you can get in touch. Um, she does have her Instagram page as well, that I would encourage you to follow. Um, her Instagram um, page is great, because you also do um, the CPR um, training and things like that as well for families. So there's a wide variety of services that Emily herself offers in addition to everything that she does with Moms on Call. So I would definitely recommend um, giving that a follow and um, getting connected with her on her website as well. Um, and I do have some exciting news. So I do offer in-home CPR and choking courses for families in Austin. But last weekend, I did filming for Moms on Call, and we're going to have infant and child CPR choking and first aid online courses available for families. So that way, no matter where you are, you're able to still take that online course, especially during COVID, which makes in-home um, classes a lot, you know, or in-person classes a lot harder. So we're, mm -hmm. I'm super excited that will hopefully be out by the end of February. Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I did see that on your Instagram and I was like, oh, this looks cool, you know? So yeah, thanks so much because I was wondering what that, all because it looked very exciting and I was wondering <laughs> what that was all about. So yeah, very nice. More Zoom class, or I don't know if they use Zoom or not, but more online classes could never be a bad thing right now. Yes, it's super. It makes it convenient for all families. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right, ladies. Well, I want to thank you so much. So again, just to kind of quickly recap, there's a couple things that we touched on. You know, we got three main tips for you um, today and we just want to kind of recap a little bit. So your number one tip was? It was to take a childbirth class to be prepared, but also know that it's okay if it doesn't go as planned. So just know that you and your baby are that number one priority. So have no guilt whatsoever if things don't go as planned. Right. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> Plan Expect for the unexpected. <laughs> I would say most of the time that's what happens. It's childbirth. You can't, we, as much as we want to plan it, definitely they, the baby does what they want to do. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
I love it. Love it. Um, and then your number two tip is to make sure you're prepared about breast. Like if you choose to breastfeed, just be prepared and have some lactation consultants picked out so you can reach out to them beforehand. And also know that breastfeeding um, doesn't have to be all or nothing. And that um, that is from my friend Kate. And that formula can extend your breastfeeding journey. And if you end up wanting to bottle feed and formula feed, that's totally fine too, because your emotional and physical health is very important because that is really the cornerstone in a happy and healthy family is making sure you're taking care of yourself so that you can take care of that sweet baby that you just gave birth to. I love it. I love it. Making sure that you're taking care of your physical needs so that you're able to, you know, if it's going to work, produce the milk and everything. I think definitely making sure you're hydrated, you know, definitely helps with that. And don't forget to make sure you have some food when you get home food and plenty of liquids like on cue when you get home from the hospital. Yeah, (laughs) especially in the middle of the night, I always have like some protein bars and like a mini like a Sprite can to help me stay awake because you're like nursing the baby throughout the night and you get so exhausted. (laughs) That's so true. That's those late night feedings. Oh, my word. Those late nights, just like I remember at one point, um, me and two of my friends had a similar feeding schedule because the babies were waking up at like 3.30 a.m. All of them coincidentally, and we were in like three different states. So we start texting each other while we were, you know, doing our breastfeeding or doing our night feeds or whatever. Like one day she just hit me, hey, are you up? I'm like, yeah, I'm up. I'm feeding the baby. I'm feeding the baby too, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. It's so nice when you have friends, which kind of leads us to the the third um, tip, which was, to make sure you're um, also including dad in the big decisions and reaching out to him and communicating well with what you need and just kind of give him some guidance on things that he can do to help around the house or with the baby. And then turning to those two or three friends that you're like-minded with, that you trust, that can be there to encourage you um, because it's so hard. So don't feel like you're alone, especially with COVID. We can kind of get like, well, you know, just locked inside our house and we right. really need that community. Like community is so important. So making sure sure that you are reaching out to at least one friend every day. Um, hopefully more so to like just at least doing some FaceTimers at audio phone call because um, texting or be getting on Facebook isn't that the same as like getting to talk someone face to face. So And then just making sure you have a couple of resources that you can turn to to once you have the baby to kind of give you guidance on feeding and sleeping and basic baby care. I love it. I love it. And don't forget, look up Moms on Call and Emily because those are your like go-to resources here, guys. Like so much good information there. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Work It Mommy. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.